Hey, welcome back to Parents on Top. So last night, Claire went to a mentoring evening at work and one of the major topics that they covered was boundaries and it got us thinking about how fundamental that is and boundaries are to every single aspect of life. So we thought we'd have a chat about that today because she got some really good tips to share with us. So hit it, Claire, tell us all about it. I did. I mean, it was a pretty intimidating room to walk into. This was hilariously speed dating so you had <laughs> 10 minutes with every mentor and they were a combination of CEOs of large corporations um, and coaches and uh, leadership coaches so a really interesting mixture of people and I think what was so fascinating was going into that room you hold these people up on a pedestal yeah. and you kind of go in with like your notes and your questions that you're going to ask. Kind like of a shaky. school kid. <laughs> please, please answer my question. Um, but actually what ends up happening is, and the realisation that the more senior people in companies probably do have their shit together a bit more than really? I do. But the reality is they struggle with exactly the same things. There wasn't one question you asked where they thought you were a bit odd or hadn't experienced it themselves or knew exactly what you're talking about and knew that feeling. Um, And yeah, one of the kind of main questions that I always always struggle with, work life but also personal life, was this idea of setting boundaries. And so I had... um, I'd say in depth, you only had 10 minutes, so (laughs) we had... But I think actually that 10 minutes just means there's no there's no messing about yeah. they're just straight in giving you advice giving you tools yeah. um so really really helpful evening from that sense um and they were they were a real kind of mixture of tools that can be applied to work life but also tools that are just more general lifestyle how we can all yeah. be a lot better at setting boundaries yeah. and the benefits of doing so and how you do it and one of the kind of biggest things that I always struggle with is being a people pleaser and this idea of needing to say yes to everything, um, regardless of kind of the impact that it has on me and those boundaries. And so the negative consequence of that is always that I'm, you know, working too late, yeah. feeling like I'm failing at everything, yeah. not being a good, you know, it's yeah. such a stereotype, isn't it? Not being good at work, not being a good yeah. mum, not being Spread a good wife. Too thin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there were, th- I guess there were kind of three key things that I learned or tools that I was provided with last night that we thought would be um, a good way to kind of start this and start a bit of a conversation. The first one was all around this idea of um, saying no, but signposting somewhere else. I think this was just a really easy, tangible thing of when Do someone you is... mean, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. pass the buck. <laughs> do I, does it feel like that to someone it's, who's automatically used to saying yes does yeah. that feel like is that scary it's it's odd but I think what was really interesting is they constantly made me think about how the other person would perceive that mm. as opposed to my own internal worry of if I say no they're gonna hate me yeah, they're gonna think I'm like? useless yeah. I look weak I look yeah. like I can't do it but flipping that on the head and saying but if you ask someone to do something and they said to you, um, no, but I know someone who could do that or unfortunately I've got too much on, but I know exactly that person to me seems in control, 
is very authoritative but helpful wanting to be there and someone I would go back to and ask for help again another time because it wasn't they weren't saying no to me as a person it wasn't a personal thing yeah and it's not just a blunt no walk away yourself exactly still pointing in another direction exactly okay I like that one um and there was also um kind of a slight tangent to that but there was um also a this idea that you could just have a set phrase that you could say to someone because I think what's really hard is if someone asks you to do something when you're put on the spot and you yeah, just in the heat of the moment. heat on the moment you just go oh yeah okay you know if someone's asking you for either to do something at work or you know to um you know help them out the kids kids or or to do yeah yeah, exactly can you just do this thing your natural reaction is to go yeah okay actually if you have a stock phrase which is that sounds really interesting or i'd love to do that but first i have to check on childcare, or but first i need to um check my diary or first i need to do something and it just gives you that moment to be able to walk away Mm. think about if you actually want to be doing that or not yeah and then to be able to go back to them with more of a kind of a thought, yeah. like a thought through yeah. answer in terms of. So it's kind of like being able to press pause on your response. Yes, exactly. And give you a bit of a minute. I, that's useful for me because I definitely get caught off guard sometimes. Mm. You do. And again, it doesn't, to that person who's receiving that, they don't, they see you as being in control yeah. and on top of things yeah. and very capable. And you still sort of seem invested because it's not a straight out no or... Exactly. You've shown that that's really it. interesting. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a brilliant idea. Yeah. However, maybe I'm not the person <laughs> yeah. to be able to do it for you this time. Yeah. Or, you know, next yeah. time. So that was really interesting. Um, there was also... There's a there's a um, guy, Stephen Covey. So he wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, which is a, which is a brilliant book. We'll put it on our instagram page for anyone who wants to have a read of that one and essentially one of his models that again is completely applicable to the rest of life is this idea that in life there are things that you can influence and then there is your sphere of concern and so there are elements in life that you absolutely will be concerned about or want to be having kind of in your mind and thinking about but ultimately you can't influence and you can't do anything about it versus the things that are closer to you, which are the things that you can actually influence. And those are the things that you need to kind of focus on. Okay. Can I influence this? Yes, I can. In that case, I'm going to do it. And here's how I'm going to do it versus can I influence this? No, I can't actually. It's something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested in or I'm worried about always going to be there, but I can't influence it, so I'm just going to push it away a little bit. Move it further away from Move you. it further away. So you don't feel... You've acknowledged it and you've recognised it and you've put it into a category and then you've decided that that's not going to be something yeah. that you can, you know, create loads of anxiety around. This is so similar to a tool that I was given to help with anxiety, exactly that. Mm. So there's basically two buckets. If a thought comes into your head or a situation comes up... Can you control it or is it out of your control? Mm. In my control, out of my control. In my control, absolutely, it's yours to worry about. It's yours to do something about, take action. If it's not in your control, then easier said than done, but try the mindfulness tools and the sort of Mm. behavioural tools that help you move it from, oh, I'm worrying about it or I'm thinking about it to it's out of my control, I'm aware of it, like you said, Mm -hmm. but it's not worrying me. Yes. That sounds so similar. That actually 
that is really useful, but it's one that you have to remember to do, I think. Yeah, exactly. You know, it takes effort. And I think a lot of um, the conversations as well was there's not... There's no magic solution. There's no, oh, you'll do this and then that problem is fixed. You don't have to worry about boundaries anymore. It's such a skill and it's also something you have to keep coming back to, isn't it? And kind of reasserting and like re reimagining what those boundaries yeah. are that's what i got the impression when you we were talking about this this mm. morning about mm. your meeting your mentoring last night that's the impression i got was that the people you were talking to still work on this still work to set and maintain and hold boundaries it's not something exactly. that they did 20 years ago and it's it's done it's yeah. a constant they're constantly still trying to do that and it's really interesting when you hear people who've got to that position in their career talking about that and being very open about that because you've put them up on a pedestal and you just assume that that's a skill that they've learned and don't have to think about anymore to hear them say that and say it's still a struggle for them just made me feel a lot better about you know it being a an issue because it's something that goes across everything doesn't it boundaries is if you it's a skill that needs to be worked on in terms of work but also in terms of relationships yeah in terms of family life in terms of friendships and then obviously the kind of added complexity we have with military life yeah we don't always get a a say in what those boundaries are or those boundaries are created for us so you know if our husbands are suddenly going away for a long time or we're up and moving house again We've spent a long time, you know, creating these boundaries, working out how it's going to work. How am I going to balance this? What am I saying okay to? What am I not? And then you're up and moving and into a different area, complete different context, different needs, different people around you. And you have to do it all again. And I, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think one of the hardest things about the military, whether you are the serving person or partner to, or even, you know, in the vicinity of a family of military people... It's hard to know how to accept when you're, you can't hold your own boundaries because mm. you ultimately take orders. You, mm. are, you are not entirely in control of your own life like most civilians are. Yes. And so if you set a boundary but you are forced to move that boundary, how do you, how do you sit okay with that and still feel happy and and contented and I think one of the things I've noticed over the years is those boundaries slip and have to slip sometimes little by little by little Mm. and when your beginning boundary ends up too far from where you are Mm. it's it's soul destroying and it's it becomes it really breeds bitterness so I think it's that almost brings us back to how crucial holding your boundaries are for Mm. your own well-being Yes, yeah, exactly. Because it is, as you say, it's it's so integral to your identity and your sense of self-worth. Yes. Because if you don't put your own boundaries in place, then no one else is going to yeah. do and that for you them. and stick to them. Yeah. One of the um, little quotes I found recently, which I love so much, is imagine how different the world would be if little girls were taught to set boundaries as often as they were taught to be polite. And I think, you know, for us, we've had discussions that that epitomises, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. we've ended up in situations to be polite mm. instead of thinking, oh, I know my gut's telling me something. Yes. Actually, 
you know, and that's one of the most, the reasons why this conversation is so important mm. for us as mothers of children, also two girls yes. and military wives. And yes. it's very easy to forget your own boundaries mm. gently and gradually. Yeah. But bringing me, like my girls bring me back to thinking, oh my mm. goodness, I actually really have to work at this. I want to work at it. Mm. I'm definitely not where yes. I'd like to be. I mean, I've got a yeah. stinking sinus infection because I probably haven't set my boundaries and stuck to them and I've done too much. Um, sorry if I sound like an elephant sat on my nose. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it really... I don't want to say it panics me, but I really am conscious of trying to use boundaries in a really healthy, strong, positive way mm. in all aspects. Yeah. That just seems normal. It's not like something we then have to think about, it becomes yeah. second nature. That's how I'd like to feel a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And, so, set, and setting that example to, as you say, especially having two girls, I'm so conscious and it just makes me die a little bit inside <laughs> thinking about... Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> thinking about the situations that they're probably going to go through, that I went through... It, to exactly that sense of you haven't set your own boundaries, yeah. you are putting yourself in a position because you want to be liked, yep, and you want to be polite yeah. or you know, please, do, people, please people look a certain way, exactly, yeah, knowing full well that it just makes you feel a little bit sick. And so, that quote is amazing because if we did actually put boundaries or teach the importance of boundaries and role model the importance yeah. of boundaries and be so much more conscious yeah. of it with our kids, yeah. it's really going to help them yeah. as Second they grow up. And, exactly. And, yeah. Because one of the things we often talk about is family boundaries. Mm. And we, we touched on it in the self-care episode. How mm. do you... You know that self-care is important and you know that that is a boundary holding that you need to do it, mm. but then you have to balance that with your partner or your children's needs or you know and so ultimately almost every family decision comes down to boundaries Mm -hmm. even parenting boundaries you know I went out last night and when I mean no you didn't I I know I know (laughs) sit down don't faint it was a miracle um and it was lovely really Mm -hmm. lovely really good time with a friend to refresh and I desperately needed that Mm. But the girls, you know, cried when I left. They know the babysitter very well. They loved it. And they said, oh, mummy, you know, I don't want you to go. And I thought it it would almost be easier to not go. Mm. But I know I need this. And mm. I know they, I want them to see me have a life and do things other than just be mummy. So I tried to say, you know, it, I understand that. And it's it's hard. I will be home. You're safe. Emily's here. She is mm. lovely. And you know, you're going to have a great time. And they did. And actually, the more I do it, mm. the more confident they get mm. in being on their own away from me or daddy. Yeah. You know, being okay, I always come back. And I think it's a very important part of being a parent or being a... You know, trust in any relationship mm. that you set your boundary, you hold it and you stick to it. Yeah. And people know where they stand. Exactly, exactly. It's knowing where they stand. And it's it's down to everything was, you know, communication is the most important Absolutely. thing in any relationship. <laughs> yeah, oh but communicating a, around your boundaries is incredibly important because you know, we, I was moaning to you the other day about the fact that um, 
as all couple, every couple has this conversation, don't they? About who's doing how much and why am I always the one that seems to be doing X, Y and Z? But I had a bit of a realisation because I was getting so frustrated that Rob in the mornings would stay in bed whilst I got up, got the girls ready, fed, changed, got them to nursery, then I went to work. I'm and trying was... to hide my face <laughs> Whilst, whilst he lay in bed yeah, yeah. with his cup of coffee that I'd taken him. Um, oh, he's going to hate this if he listens to this. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. No, um, keep listening, keep listening. No, but the point of the story is not just me having a rant. It is that eventually, once all the frustration and irritation and anger had come out, actually the conversation and the heart of it is he doesn't have... like That is his time Otherwise, he's work, back into family life, carrying on, etc. To him, that is the moment where he's kind of set his own boundary. Yeah. He just hadn't told me that yeah. was a boundary. Yeah. So I didn't see it as a boundary. I yeah. saw it as being lazy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but now it's totally flipped. I yeah. see that's his boundary. Yeah. And I am looking at him in a different way, yeah. going, no, he needs that time. Yeah. I'm not bitter. I'm not resentful. Yeah. I will happily do the mornings. And he does bath and bedtime and whatever, yeah. and that's the way it works. But... So no behaviour has changed, but a, your perception and yeah. feelings towards it have shifted. Exactly. Nothing's actually changed, yeah. but everything has changed. God. So In actually, a conversation, and that's all it took. And that's all it's... I mean, it was yeah. a long <laughs> yeah. conversation. I know. I know. Well done. That would have been a hard one. <laughs> a painful one. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah so I mean, it's, it is. It is. It underlies everything, doesn't it? I know mm-hmm. we... I think the biggest... The biggest wake up call I had with boundaries recently, let's say, (laughs) is probably about a year ago. And it's been it had been, as for everyone with COVID, a tough few years. Mm. We'd had an international move due to postings. Um, I was recovering from a C-section. We had a three month old baby and we moved back into lockdown. So it was you probably couldn't have added many more Mm -hmm. crappy bits. Um, but without realizing I am naturally very emotional and probably more emotionally aware than Finney. Mm. And naturally I had started to take on the, the role of emotional sort of balancer and guarder and whatever the term is. I don't know the technical term, but... (laughs) I was basically trying to balance everybody's emotions in the family Mm. without realising it. Nobody else realised it. And I hadn't, A, known that I needed to set a boundary Mm. and therefore been able to even begin to think about how to do it. And I was completely burnt out and ended up having counselling, which was completely eye-opening and eventually helped me work through to realise that that was what was going on. And that in order to stop feeling burnt out, mm. which I thought only happened in, you know, high powered work mm. people, mm. in order to, re- you know, feel a bit more like myself and to regain a little bit of energy and balance for me, I had to stop doing that, mm. which is trying to undo years and years and years of conditioning mm. and it's a you know it's a role that was very natural to me and i enjoyed mm. until it got to the point where i was absolutely not okay mm. so if i now i understand that there has to be a line mm. it's still something i have to sort of think about and decide where it is it's not natural yet mm. but 
it did mean that I could come home and have a conversation and say, I've realised with the help of my counsellor that this is what's going on. We need to readjust because mm. I can't do this. We need to share the load a bit more and change the way we do things, which definitely has helped. I mean, it's not a short process. It's not an easy process. But being aware of it has to be the first step mm. because if you don't know you need a boundary, you can't put it in place. So I exactly. now I know... Mm. And I would say a year later, I'm still in the process of, we are still in the process of trying to work out where that lies, how we do it, mm. and how to fill the gap. So if I'm not doing all of that, where does that emotional balance come from mm. in other ways? I guess like the signposting that you were talking about, like where else can we get yeah. that input? It's, yeah, signposting it also reminded me of the um, the other piece of advice they were talking about last night, which was the idea of... Um, they were talking about it in a work context of not seeing your desk as a bounce desk, not as a, um, you know, absorbing everyone's yeah. problems. Dumping so, ground. and it is that thought, isn't it? It's like, oh, I can catch the ball, yes. but I'm going to throw it back yeah. because you cannot, when you're responsible for people, whether at work or whether for your family at home, yeah. you can't take on all of, yeah. you know, yeah. the emotional baggage, the feelings, the everything. Of course you, you're, you want to be there for them, support them, talk to them, but you cannot personally take on everything <laughs> that they are thinking and feeling. I don't mean to laugh, but I've got visions of me in a ball pit buried under multicoloured <laughs> plastic balls because I never throw anything back. That's such a good visualisation for me. Mm. That's like any mum, any work person yeah. any friend can think of that like I mm. love that I'm happy to hold the ball for a while help yeah. you with it think about it talk about it yeah. but I am going to gently pass it back to you yes oh yeah yes there you go okay <laughs> watch out watch out world <laughs> balls are being flown back <laughs> flying balls the last 20 years of balls no that's oh, I think actually so far that's my favorite one it's nice when it's visual, isn't it? I'm a, yeah. I'm a visual learner, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what about friendships? Boundaries with friendships is an yeah. interesting one. Have you, yeah. have you kind of had any situations where you've had to set boundaries with friends that you have? Yes. And I think... When I was younger, I probably didn't even realise it was a boundary thing. Mm. It, I just knew it didn't feel right and yes, we weren't as articulate and understanding mm. and aware. But yeah, I definitely... The, the one springs to mind, and it's actually um, a, an older friend, so it's a family friend of ours. And I interestingly found it much easier to set and maintain a boundary because I felt like I was protecting my my mum. Mm -hmm. I felt like certain behaviours had mm. were, weren't acceptable mm. in my sort of okay, not okay. Yes. My yeah. moral compass mm, said, mm. I really don't like that. Mm. And I think if it had been behaviour towards me, I may have found that harder. Isn't that but, so interesting? Yeah, though? it's like the mama bear, you know, if it's your children. And actually, I have had to do this on behalf of my children as well, and boundaries. Mm. Someone who's always been terrible at that, I actually have suddenly got better on behalf of... Your children. Your chil my children, yeah, yeah, and this situation, which was mm. years ago, yeah. was easier on behalf of my mom. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, so, it's so fascinating that we will 
naturally put those boundaries in place for other yeah. people and protect other people before yeah. before ourselves before ourselves because yeah. I've is, had that with friendships and yeah. it's like you have to like there's just been you know those friendships where you just think this isn't reciprocal anymore yeah. It's, yeah. it's like just two one way or you know not not for anyone's fault but yeah. just you know if there are people who are potentially kind of asking too much of me and I'm like I can be quite guarded sometimes so you know there is a limit of how much I'm able to give yeah. people yeah. and so in that situation you kind of have to close off that friendship but it's a really yeah awkward horrible thing to do yeah do you know it this makes me think back to when we first met Uh which we haven't i know but this is really interesting because when you say that you can be guarded sometimes i think we i was probably at a point where i i wasn't and i i noticed and i didn't Mm. know at the time i felt that sort of guardedness do you know what's really funny about we've never spoken about this (laughs) Do you know what's really funny about that? It's because you were still in the military when yeah. we yeah. met. Um, there was a slightly awkward way that me and my now husband met. And so I, because my assumption was because you're a military person, you would be quite guarded. Oh. And so I already had that oh, preconception. Yeah. And I knew that you were good friends with Rob yeah. and we're probably going to be protective of him, of thinking, him. Yeah. who is this person? So I came to that in even more guarded fashion that's than normal so, because so, I assumed that's how you yeah, would be to that, me. That is so interesting. And I was like, I, I'm getting nothing. She, she, she's not interested. Or <laughs> So did you, did, were you surprised that I was unguarded or did I seem guarded? You seemed guarded, yeah, but that was so probably in my are, head yeah, more it's, than anything. Yeah, and it's, that's, you know, what I wanted to talk about was the pendulum of... Mm of sharing because that's Mm. a boundary as well and I know so I mean that situation aside how funny I love that that we are now (laughs) talking about things like this but we are now (laughs) I know I know um I think when I was in the military in particular and before I had had to face any any hard emotion Mm. and or I could sort of deny and get through and I could push and Mm. I could keep going Mm. and I could sort of get through okay Mm -hmm. I definitely was beginning to get much more guarded emotionally. Socially, I would say, you know, pretty open and you wouldn't necessarily know straight away. But emotionally, especially internally, pretty shut down. Mm. And then, you know, certain life events happened and I was forced to face some very hard emotions. And that swung my pendulum when I went through counselling and saw Mm. psychologists Mm. and really, really had to face some hard stuff and we will definitely do a podcast about that another day but too much detail (laughs) for now I was forced to face these emotions I never had before and suddenly I had no boundaries Mm. and I had no filter and I would share anything with everyone I would completely overshare Mm -hmm. and didn't you know people didn't know how to react Mm. eventually hopefully that pendulum has swung back and forth a bit and eventually settled at six Mm o'clock that I hope sometimes I probably still overshare sometimes I probably still undershare Mm. but the boundary is clearer for me Mm. and I'm more aware of it of where I'm comfortable talking to people yeah and we've talked about this specifically with the podcast because we want to talk openly enough that you who is listening gains something from this Mm. the whole point of a candid conversation is to show real raw emotion and, and situation reality and reality mm. 
because we want to do this podcast so people do not feel alone. Mm. And the more we've shared with each other, the more we have felt together and Mm -hmm. supported. But I also have to hold a boundary doing this Mm -hmm. to say some things are very private and I won't be sharing that. Mm. And I think you have to keep me right on that because I still struggle. Mm. The emotional boundary of that is harder for me than, let's say, a physical boundary sometimes of please don't park your car there, that's my, my front lawn, or, you know, that type of silly thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And it's, that's the thing, it comes back to being aware of it, and yeah. then us having these conversations and agreeing yeah. what our boundaries are. But it's so important if you, you know, coming back to the idea of it it being your identity, um, one of the conversations I had last night, one of the leadership coaches said to me the very big question, which was... <laughs> uh, who are you? I don't really As oh, in, yeah, in ten minutes. <laughs> in ten minutes, tell me who you are. But who, think about who you are and what your why is. Because if you know what your purpose is, who you are, what's important to you, what isn't important to you, yeah. it helps you to then define where I'm going to put my energy and where my boundaries are and helps you to say no to things. Yeah. I've heard this as well from... Um, a brilliant woman who um, who was talking about female leadership and the kind of pros and uh, the difficulties of, of being a woman in a leadership position. But she said, you know, when you're constantly pulled in every direction yeah. and always called upon, I she had a very clear sense of her purpose was all about helping um, other young girls to build their confidence. Yeah. So she had such a clarity of whatever she was then asked to do. If it fueled that and it supported that, she'd say yes to it. If it didn't, she'd say, sorry, but actually this is what I'm really passionate about. So that's just slightly outside of what I'm interested in. But just that I sense. And because then then you can apply that to everything. What's most important to you? Work, life, boundaries. My number one is my kids and Rob. So for me, for instance, I've, I've... I chose to work late on Monday and Tuesday night and Wednesday night because of last night. Um, And I'd made that decision because it was important for me that I uh, delivered that project to the best of my ability. But that now means that even though I've now also been asked to work at the weekend, I can say no to that because I've done one thing and I wanted to do that because it was important for me to be able to deliver that. But the most important thing for me is my family. Yeah. And therefore I'm saying no to working at the weekend because I now need to spend time with the girls yeah. as a way to compensate. And in your professional environment of advertising and marketing, it's mm. such a yes culture. Oh my goodness. That, that, I mean, this mentoring last night and talking about boundaries can't come at a better time for you. Mm. Newly back after second maternity, mm. into promotion, mm. having to really work out the balance you want between life and work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But as you say, it's it's a constant skill that always needs to be looked yeah, at and yeah. readjusted and yeah, figure absolutely. out what and they sometimes are. the focus will be you're holding your boundaries at work and sometimes mm. it'll be at home and sometimes it'll be with me. And exactly. Sometimes... <laughs> and sometimes the military will be telling us what yes. our new boundary yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. So who absolutely. knows? Um, one of the things that we looked at, because your um, recommendation of that book, The Seven mm. Habits of, of Highly Effective People, Yeah is one I, I haven't actually read the whole thing. I've flicked through before and it is mm. fascinating. But there's another one I found when I was looking at 
books related to boundaries mm. um, and it did make me laugh because there's 22,000 reviews on Amazon so we are obviously not the only people who struggle with boundaries <laughs> and it's just called Boundaries and it's written by Henry Cloud and John Townsend and they are both New York Times bestsellers renowned leadership experts and psychologists and so that's something we will pop that on our Instagram as well because we thought if people want a book you know a tangible book to go away and read or exercises to do that might be a good place to start because I like to think about it before I mm. do it and read about it and that's just how I work but it's yeah. it's this type of conversation make at the end of a conversation like this I feel differently and I think differently about what a boundary is and how mm. I'll do it and all the things related to it than I did at the beginning brilliant and it sort of helps me unravel mm. what I think about it and one of the things we talked about at the end of our preparation for this that I hadn't thought about at the beginning mm. was the role modeling the mm. modeling of boundaries for our children you know we talk about wanting them to grow up with it as a second nature instead of having to think about it like we do at mm. midlife <laughs> um, that's very kind thank you yes. um and that's that's something you know that this verges onto parenting but I think mm. more what we want to, to talk about is when we do this and when we become comfortable strong and firm with our boundaries it's not something that you're teaching it's something that just exists and mm. is normal yeah so it's not a strange thing or an additional thing it's like breathing yes it's not an alien concept for no. them as they're growing up yeah. and they understand and they're able to do that for themselves yeah hopefully better than i did as a teenager <laughs> you can but hope um one of the things as well that the phrases that you came up with actually as we were talking about this mm. when you were talking about being a people pleaser and we talked about a little bit about the difference between you know being a people pleaser versus just a people person mm. and sometimes the negative connotations that come with being a people pleaser and but naturally you know there are many reasons that you and I probably mm. both are people pleasers yeah. yes we want to be kind and we want to help people but also it feels good it's nice yes. feedback it makes us look good it's not completely altruistic yeah for anyone I would argue mm. I like we both like being a people pleaser mm. but we've sort of came up with a little phrase before which I'm going to try and stick to and actually put on my fridge is people pleaser with firm boundaries yes because that just feels a little bit less well, it's it's Scary. true. It's true to us. It's yeah. true to how we are, but and it feels realistic, yeah, and doable in that sense of we're not suddenly cutting out a big part of our yeah. personality that yeah. we actually get a lot of pleasure pleasure from yeah. and positive feedback yeah. from, and is what builds our relationships. But with people pleaser, with firm boundaries, yeah. is then a sense of respecting ourselves yeah. and understanding what we can and can't do. And not Sounds getting burnt very out. healthy. Doesn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have loved that personally. I'm going to take all of those tools and try and juggle them into life somehow, particularly the ball pit. That's my fave. Brilliant. Um, we'll put the books up on our Instagram page, which is Parents on Top. Feel free to um, have a look, comment, share any thoughts you have around this topic. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and please review our podcast if you've enjoyed this conversation today. Speak to you soon. Bye.